This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Driving Outcomes, your source for inspired solutions to address the most pressing leadership concerns of today. On each episode, we examine the latest developments in applied research and education and how it impacts your business and social outcomes. Our host, Tracy Shirachi, brings you conversations with groundbreaking researchers, educators, and business leaders who are changing the face of leadership every day. And now, here's Tracy. Hi, everyone. I want to welcome John Vong, who has joined us from Local SEO in Toronto, Canada. And John today is going to share um, a lot more about SEO, but his company and provide us with a perspective, uh, both from the Canadian side in contrast to the US side for a time like today, but just also share his story and the evolution of his career and what that has meant, especially working for a startup previously and Yellow Pages and how evolution of change sometimes is external and is definitely a circumstance of um, the times. And I think that would be really helpful to not only understand the importance of SEO and helping you in terms of marketing, but also some takeaways in terms of what John has learned from his career and from the evolution, especially with, I guess you could describe the phase out of yellow pages and the yellow pages that no longer exist today. And some listeners may not even know what yellow pages, um, but definitely an emphasis on creativity and innovation and just an ability to embrace change as the world is changing around us. And for a time like today, that's really significant. So John, if you could just describe for us a little bit about your background and how you got started with local SEO, but what you did previously in former career lifetimes, and we'll go from there. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks a lot for the intro, Tracy. I'm excited. Um, so for me, I started this uh, journey in terms of uh, this company. I started this company in 2013, so it was over seven years ago. Um, the reason I started was I didn't really have a lot of technical background. Mm. I've never really been in the grind of doing SEO as a computer programmer or trying to solve you know, this technical world of the algorithm of what Google is all about. I actually came from, uh, my background has always been in sales and marketing. So I come from more of a business background where um, when I finished university, I started doing sales, advertising sales actually, um, at a startup. And it was more uh, print advertising localized businesses. And this is more traditional. And then as I evolved, I learned a little bit more about performance online marketing which is more the contextual banner ads, CPA, CPM, et cetera. Um, and then now you see ads on search and display networks and other platforms, affiliate world. Um, and then I actually didn't enjoy that. So I transitioned back to say the traditional yellow pages. So that's where I stayed there for over five years. And I learned a lot from not just um, doing the startup kind of running the sales in startup world, which is a lot different than working in a very large organization uh, where there were over 2,000 sales reps across Canada. And I was now a number, right? Um, and I, I learned a ton because it was more structured. There's so many different procedures, processes, systems in place. And learning that side of things versus the startup side of things, I was um, then ready to kind of pivot and 
try my own kind of company because when, when I was at Yellow Pages the last couple of years, um, the business owners were just frustrated because as you know, Google was now kind of taking off. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot more people were spending more time doing searches online and not consuming businesses uh, traditional means anymore, right? Like in the printed directory or on Yellow Pages that, uh, online presence. Um, and they were frustrated or spending a lot of money, but the returns were not there anymore. So there was a business need from the business owners and I wanted to help them. And I basically said, look, if I kind of move on and venture on to something, would you be interested in kind of being my first kind of clients, right? And that's how I started this company, actually. Uh, there was a need and I kind of just filled it on a local um, landscape there. Which I think is really important because right now as people think about where do I go from here um, and what is the next evolution of change or change that's occurred very rapidly, how should I look at this? And what you're highlighting is hey, yellow pages essentially being phased out or white pages too are being phased out by nature of having this search engine, Google, and before that, Yahoo and other search engines, right? And so you seized an opportunity, you saw a need and kind of saw this evolution and by, and then by chance happened to seize that opportunity and find yourself at local SEO and off on a new adventure, it, it sounds like. Yeah, and it was fairly uh, at the infancy stages, I would say. And over the years, it's evolved and Google has gotten a lot better. They've monetized way more with so many different platforms, different channels, different content mediums. Um, but primarily we focus on search uh, because as you know, people spend a lot of time doing research either depending on where they're at in the buying cycle, but um, terms and keywords are very important in terms of search engine results. And you just want to be present or have some sort of visibility when that customer or potential prospect is in play. Um, so that's what we've been doing and focused on in terms of helping small, medium-sized businesses dominate their local niche. So I have a question. What happens or what would you say if somebody isn't clear on what they're searching for or doesn't know what they're looking for, right? How can a company show up in SEO? And at the same time, based on what you're seeing now in the marketplace and the changes that are going on, how would you characterize or what do you think will be the next evolution of SEO and will SEO be as relevant per se to people's buying behaviors or consumer behaviors? Yeah, so this is always a really good question uh, because what you have to understand as a business owner, um, like some of your audience members and yourself, um, your potential customers will consume content differently right? All of them are unique and they have their own unique buying journey. Um, usually it's a referral, word of mouth, someone spoke highly of you and recommended you. Those are the best type of clients, of course. Um, but traditionally, there's always ways to acquire new customers, right? And that's the hardest thing. Where do you invest your money in trying to acquire new customers? Because as you know, there's ways like trade shows and newspaper flyers and radio, television. Uh, but now today, there's social media like LinkedIn and Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, 
and all these other platforms, but there's also other mediums such as YouTube, podcasts, uh, infographs. Um, so there's so many different channels. What you need to understand is advertising is great as long as you know your potential audience members are actually consuming content in that medium or channel. And you just need to refine your content and your message to attract them at that given time, right? What Google allows you to do is uh, position yourself as that expert. So ultimately what you want to do from Google's standpoint is become that thought leader or authoritative figure um, in your marketplace or in your industry. And once you start appealing to Google and letting your customers know like, you are that thought leader. You know what you're talking about. You have tons of experience. You have great reputation. You, you've been running your business very well. They're going to reward you, right? Because they understand that the more um, natural you appear and oh, I guess what you try to do is position yourself as that leader, right? And Google only wants to put up people that they trust, right? Um, so you have to position yourself just like, and I'm going to keep referring back to traditional media where before the internet or computers existed 10, 20 years ago, it was generational businesses, decades and decades of running businesses. And how did our parents, grandparents, great, great grandparents who were business owners survive without technology, right? Well, they had really good services, products, they had a really good unique selling proposition. They knew their competitors. They knew pricing. They took care of their customers. They focused on referrals and word of mouth. Everything that was foundation on how to run a really solid business. So people get caught up with technology, yeah. yet I'm more focused about get back to your, the root of it all, which is take care of your customers, know your product inside out, position yourself, so that you can speak highly or people will know what you're talking about. And then Google will eventually know that you know what you're talking about. I think that's important. It's the foundations of business is what you're highlighting because oftentimes uh, we get caught up in the technology and the data analytics and what does the data say and what, is the in, what are the insights on the platform say? And that dictates what we end up saying or doing in response to that, right? Not necessarily identifying at the core what it is that we stand for, what are our values and articulating that. Or we get so caught up in wanting to make sure we highlight certain keywords or, or bring up certain things that make us that thought leader versus if you're centered around and, and I think understand the foundation of business and have the heart, everything will revolve from there. So question I have is for SEO, is it only written um, blogging or written content that Google and other search engines are identifying? Or is it really things that you're saying to articulating on video or other mediums of social media that also have a relationship to SEO and keywords? Because I think understanding yeah, so what does SEO entail is really important too. Because I usually think of keyword searches. Yeah, so SEO is organic search engine optimization and typically it revolves around all search. Um, so when you go to google.com.ca or whatnot, the first is all platforms. So you can actually refine your searches through videos or images or podcasts, etc. So um, I look at it like what is Google ranking 
and how do you appear on the gen generic all web searches search bar, right? And so then you, you look at Google, well, there's so many billions of websites and you're competing with millions of different keywords and com competitors all over the world, right? So how does Google determine who they should serve up? What I always look at is, yes, hyper-competitive, go after, what you need to figure out is, what is your company really focused on? Have certain values, but also focus on services that you really want to offer or products that you want to be known for, right? And niche down as much as possible, hyper niche if possible, right? Be known as an expert for certain things and that will eventually play out in the long run because everything you put out from your website to blog content to social media to, you know, so every form of media, it's all signals. And because there's over 200 signals on Google's standpoint, it's not just one platform or one type of media uh, content piece that will help you, you know, rise up, right? It's multi-channel, multi-functional with different messages, right? And what you're trying to do is position yourself as that leader. But ultimately, what you need to do is run a good business, have really good core values, and it's hard to run an SEO campaign or come, uh, you know, an actual campaign without knowing your business, like if you know how to run a good business, right? So core value is um, have good uh, clients, understand the profile of the ideal customer that you want to go after, and then market and have the entire messaging of your website to ads to all the creatives and content pieces to target those type of persona of your ideal customer. And once that's in place and you know who you want to go after, all you're going to focus on is refining it, niching it down. And once you start ranking, you're going to get the type of quality leads that you really want to get. And those are the ones that will stick with you long term and, you know, provide the best return on investment. So where should someone start? And is it too late to start or is it ever too late to start with SEO, for instance? Uh, given that I, I it's always, a very crowded space, right? And yes. social media right now, I think, has become even more crowded, especially as everyone is online and not necessarily doing business per se as much in person. So you have to understand like users in general, because you really have to focus your website, your marketing to users and everything else will play out because Google has their AI. They're always coming up with their own platforms, different products, different ways to monetize themselves, right? So what you need to do is focus on running a really good business and don't worry too much about other things. Um, let, if you're interested in trying to do SEO yourself, I mean, there's tons of blogs, videos to learn about it, right? But then there's experts that actually try to shrink time for you, right? Because mm -hmm. they have a lot of experience and best practices and they know what's going on in industry, right? Staying on top of it. Um, so ultimately, you know, what really works for you is take care of the messaging, build a really good website that actually speaks to the customer that you're going after. Good creative, good videos if you have the budget or opportunity to create. But right now, I mean, you have a phone that's more powerful than most desktops today, right? Um, start taking some videos and images and personalized messages because everyone has their own story, their journey, right? So that's unique and no one can change that. So 
as much as say a dentist, there's hundreds or if not thousands of dentists in your local market competing with the same service and products, you're unique to some extent. So I would say hyper-focus as much as possible, not just on a city scope, but more regional or uh, intersections, even neighborhood scope, right? Uh, just like in real estate, hyper-competitive, they localize to really, really focus, right? That's what SEO is becoming, hyper-localized, hyper-focus, that's more relevant to your niche, right? Well, and something you've highlighted that resonates with me too is a story that you tell, right? Everyone has a unique story. And I think story is being used a lot in what is your value proposition or instead of your elevator pitch, what story can you tell? And stories are things that also grasp people's attention and resonates with individuals because everyone likes to hear you know, a problem that was saved by a hero. Everyone likes to hear stories. We grew up around stories as young children. And so the story that you're highlighting is what is, what is your story as an entrepreneur, as an owner, as a business owner, as an individual that is uniquely yours, that's different from someone else. And that also I think helps cut through the noise of, you know, other competitors, like you use the example of dentists, I think of real estate agents, or I think of, you know, there's so many of one type of person, how can you possibly capture market share? How can you possibly succeed as a uh, business owner when there's so many of me, so to speak, right? And I think what you're highlighting is, even if you are a common practitioner that other individuals, um, there's so many of you in, the, in, the, in that area, that doesn't mean that you are lost or can't benefit from SEO. It's just how you use or how you emphasize some of the things that make you unique, which I think is important, but how you tell that story. So I resonate with that because obviously as an evaluation and research firm, we highlight stories, how you tell that story and how you bring in data to tell that story is really important in terms of being impactful. Not all data is created equal just as I think what you're highlighting is not um, everybody's approach to SEO is created equal either. Would that be accurate? Exactly. Very accurate. So like as much as you want your own unique story, once you start getting some new customers, um, you know, if you're early stages of your entrepreneur journey, but if you've been running your business for a while, you probably have some case studies, white papers, um, you know, that you want to share, right? Focus on creating some sort of story with that. Like, Put it in video format. Put it on third-party review sites, right? Because that's what resonates and that's what people are after. Because not only do you want to tell your own, let other people tell it. It's way more powerful than you trying to say it, right? Because you can make up anything you want and put it on your website. But when it's on a vetted site that Google recognizes that's a trusted source that you know, they do their own due diligence. Um, it's much more sticky and the users will find it way more valuable as well because they understand that, um, you know, people are now faking reviews. They're faking reputation, right? Anyone can buy it or, you know, tell their Anyone friends and family. Anyone can offer it up, right? <laughs> exactly. So they go through it now, like, you know, and these are the journeys in terms of the buying cycle, right? Check out your website, Go to different sites, your, your pages within, read your blogs, check out your social pages, and then they're going to check out your reviews, before, after pictures, call some references. All these things are like the buyer journey, right? So you need to really understand 
the messaging of your business, your website, and then make it flow properly so that you get the right type of client at the end. And how can people better understand the behavior or their consumer journey or their customer's journey, whether or not they're, it's a B2C, like business to consumer or B2B, business to business, how can they better understand what is that or who is that individual and what is their journey? Does it involve so, like going out and talking to as many people as possible that you think are yes. your customer and validating and kind of understanding what they read, what they look at, or what their pain points are? Where, where does someone start to look at that? Yeah, so again, this is good when you have an established business, right? It's great to do surveys, but surveys are your real customers, paying customers. So that's why I always tell people like early days, it's tough. Make sure you have a real business, some revenue, make sure you have loyal customers and they're your ideal customers. Once you understand who those are, get a pool of 10, 15, 20 of them, sit them down, you know, get to know them, but ask these real questions, right? Like what, why did you pick us? What made you decide? How did you find us? Right? Um, all these questions, once you refine and understand that, then you can put together a marketing funnel and piece to really go after those type of clients who, follow that type similar journey because everyone's going to have different, you know, touch points, different processes in terms of deciding to use you. But if there's synergies, like they always go to this platform and they hired you or touch reached out because they watched a video from this other person or whatever it is, right? Like then you know, well, it's referral. So let's emphasize and put more efforts into that and speak more about that in your website, right? Because that's now your storefront, right? In terms of traditional businesses, websites didn't exist. So it was more foundational. You know, you need to make sure your website's updated, fresh, freshen up, make sure it's competitive in nature, UX, and it's easy to flow, right? And navigate. So there's other components of running a good business digitally as well. Well, I think what you're highlighting is it's also assuming that people can ask their current client base and that they, have, they are not in a situation where they've had to pivot so much that their client base has changed. And so it really depends on what industry. And I think, yes. especially right now, it could be your current client base or what you're trying to go after is a new client base yes. because the shifting of the economy has changed so, so yes. dramatically in the U.S. as well as in Canada and around the world that individuals are trying to figure out who is their new client or who is yes. somebody that's still going to buy from me because whoever bought from me up to this point may not be the same party or the same person. So what would you say in terms of how they access new market share or new customers, even maybe those that they aren't familiar with and understand their journey or their profile? So SEO is a longer term process in which it's to build your authority and thought, become a thought leader. So I will always say early stages, or if you're planning on pivoting, play with ads, right? Where you can throw some money on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it may be, different platforms, YouTube videos, and play around with your demographics, your market and your messaging content piece to see what kind of traction you get and what time of clients are reaching out to you in terms of the lead gen piece, mm -hmm. right? 
are they good pieces? Even search, right? You can put different ads in, play around with it. Once you kind of know where you want to go with this and you see some traction, right? That's where then you want to focus more heavily on, I want to dominate because I know these are the type of people that I want to go after because they've shown interest and this is the profile or persona that I want to, you know, really go after because they're this age, this region, this a lot of similar interests, etc. But it takes time, right? And it's a lot of money because, you know, there's no medium out there. But today, you can easily access and run a campaign very affordably versus traditionally, it was trade shows where if you've ever hosted or put up a booth at a trade show. It takes months of planning, putting up signage, costs a lot of money to travel. Thousands of dollars. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of time and money and effort and not knowing what you're going to get, right? So that is more shrinking of time with these different ad platforms where you can start and stop any time today. So there should be no excuse to not know who your ideal customers are. Um, And the budgeting piece, I mean, it's a lot less expensive than it's ever been, right? Because there's so many different mediums and channels that you can actually go after today. Well, and something that I think you highlighted too is that it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do ads and forever per se, but really just to get some initial data or information to tell you and guide you in terms of direction and where to start. And especially if I think a lot of individuals are struggling with, do I continue with my current client base or do I start a new consumer segment? And what does that look like? What you've helped highlight is one, it doesn't take a lot of time or energy to just start something, gather some initial preliminary information that will direct your, your additional decision-making over time, but start somewhere. And ads are a good way to see how people respond from a digital platform um, side of it so that that can help develop some traction and initial traction from there from which you can create the rest of your marketing strategy or put a lot more investment in a particular segment of the market versus not having any idea at all and just kind of going at it like randomly here and over there and wherever you think it might be why not just start somewhere by gathering some preliminary information first and it can be really low cost And I think in contrast to conferences or trade shows where you would just go and present and see how people responded or who signed up or who stopped by your booth, in contrast to that, it's a fraction of the cost of attending a conference. And the timeline, right? So you think about the speed that things can be done today, right? Building a website, hosting it, getting it set up, putting some content pieces together with technology today. There's no excuse, right? Like you can do things within days and weeks, right? And put, publish it and amplify and spend some money on ads, right? And test. Um, so there's technology that can really amplify your message and ex- accelerate your different you know, initiatives to see if it actually works well or not. Um, and it's good to test it because today, you know, things are changing. People consume content differently it's cluttered. Don't get me wrong. There's so many different platforms like channels like podcasting and videos and, you know, different social media sites, even search. It's cluttered. Mm-hmm. It's all over the place, right? So how do you get their attention? How do you get them, your ideal customers, to at least reach out to you as a potential, 
in terms of, you know, you're in play, right? Because ultimately it's all, you know, there's potential people looking for you, right? Your service or product or else you wouldn't be in business. Um, how do you get in front of more of those ideal customers? right? So Google ads, another great place, social media, play with that. But eventually, once you know what keywords and which, you know, what kind of profile it is, then refine it and really position yourself as that thought leader for those type of niche keywords and services that you know they're after. And I think what you've highlighted is SEO is something that's evolving over time. It's not something that you do want to stop and just forget about it. But it's something that individuals are consistently doing, including, I would imagine, the large companies too. Yeah, so SEO is not like a one-time fix and you know you set and forget because as you know, Google is updating their algorithm on a daily basis. And what they're trying to do is you know, provide the best user experience as well as monetize as much as possible, right? Um, and for you as a business owner, you want to capitalize on the platform right? Because it's still the single best platform that can drive some organic traffic or natural traffic without paying a substantial amount in terms of ads. So imagine Yellow Pages before Google existed, right? It was a directory of every single business. And if you were looking for a local plumber or real estate agent or a restaurant, you would pick that up because you knew it was comprehensive. It was the single most complete listing of every single business locally, right? Um, today, you know, the book kind of doesn't exist. There's <laughs> yeah. so many different directories out there. There's so many, you know, but they, people still believe in, you know, it could be Google Maps, Google, you know, search results. It could be Apple Maps, right? Or Bing or Yahoo, but it's still search, right? It's still that huge search engines that are more of a, I guess, um, every single business, every single site information, it's just gathering so much content every day and trying to sort it for that individual user. So they know what search behavior and results that you've kind of gone through and they're going to cater towards the results that you've kind of looked at and keywords that you looked at to customize it for your behavior. So Google's getting better at that and they're always refining that, right? And trying to get rid of people that are trying to hack or trick the system. And it takes long. It's hard to run a business, right? And you have to understand like before internet existed in the computer, people spent generations building businesses, not, you know, years or months, right? Well, and I think what we're up against though today is a lot of a need for agility, which is how can you build things more quickly, faster, utilizing technology and to adapt more quickly. So identifying the customer journey, identifying who's your target market, it's almost like as if you don't have time on your side anymore to identify those things. You have to produce the ultimate sale or the result today versus yesterday. I feel like we had a lot more time and you know the pandemic has only accelerated the um, impact of business and um, caused us to have to react more quickly. So I know for myself, like, although I use Google to search for things more often than not, I'll go to things like Yelp or LinkedIn or depending what platform or what, um, what thing I'm looking for. And I think it's highlighting that those things tie into the search. They're not necessarily separate or distinct. 
And also at the same time, as people think about, I was on a call last week and we we're talking about ads. A lot of people were against using Facebook ads, for instance, and these were entrepreneurs who didn't want to spend more money on Facebook ads, but we're talking about Instagram where you don't have to pay to play kind of thing. You could just post um, content and marketing and create your own brand and create your own story and get momentum from that and potential consumers um, from Instagram without having to pay per se versus they were contrasting it to Facebook where you Facebook is asking you to pay for ads, right? To monetize their business. And that wasn't responding as well to these 60 entrepreneurs on a call where they were more opt to use Instagram instead of Facebook. So how do individuals really understand how everything plays together or interacts together and not really just focus on any one platform or social media only, but understand, I think, SEO in terms of how does that relate to what you're doing from a content and digital marketing standpoint? Yeah, like SEO is so, I guess, deep in terms of like the level of how do you rank, right? Because everyone wants that first page ranking, not even number one, because people will go through first three or first five listings, right? And how do you gravitate to appear there and then have someone click onto your website so that you potentially have that lead or prospect, right? Um, so it's always evolving. Um, you have to understand the journey in terms of customers and what platform people are using for either a product or service, right? Instagram is great for like images, but also product. If you have a widget, and you have a promo and you, you want to focus on influence marketing or things that actually might get people's attention at that given time, great, right? But you have to understand, you know, what are you offering because it's a product. You need to capture them at that given time. But when it's a larger ticket item and it's more B2B transactional, people will do their due diligence and it takes longer for them to make a decision, right? And that's why search is so powerful because in terms of the journey, it's multiple touch points, not just on a platform, then they're going to Google you. Then, you know, on a social media, then they're going to Google you, right? Like to fact check, check out your views and check out your blogs and about us and read your story. There's so much more involved um, in a website design and campaign and digital marketing presence. Um, but a lot of people need to understand, like, if you don't start, you're mm -hmm. going to always be behind, right? If you don't build a website, how do even people know that you exist today, right? It's like That's a your storefront right now. Yeah. Like and so, a lot of people don't have a website or they're just starting to work on their website as they start a new business. And there's nothing wrong with starting. Um, I think what we're trying to highlight is just ensure that you're starting, but you're continuing to build that momentum and continuing to update it over time so that you can evolve and change with the times too. And it's acknowledging how they all work together because I think there's this mad rush right now to social media and people are really anxious to make the sale, so to speak, but they're not stopping to really think strategically about it. And at the same time, there's also a lot of noise out there to the point where people don't even know where to start first. So I really appreciate you, John, highlighting that you can start anywhere first. So there's not like a one point in time that you need to start in certain steps and you need to do all of those things right now, but really sit back and 
figure out first, like what, who or what is your customer? What are they looking for? Um, highlight that customer journey. What is your unique story or distinguishing factor as a business or individual that sets you apart from others? Highlight that. And then at the same time, if you don't know who your consumer customer is, how can you start kind of testing it out by putting some kind of spend, whether or not it's $20, $40, $50, whatever it may be, towards identifying and gathering and seeing what resonates with certain individuals. And it doesn't matter whether or not it's a B2C or B2B, but you've got to start somewhere to identify a pattern of behavior and a purchasing decision so that individuals can um, at least start somewhere with SEO. So I really appreciate you highlighting that and sharing what are the key things they should look for and where they should start um, in today's environment where there's a lot of noise, a lot of activity, but it's really drilling down on what's productive activity and productive in terms of what will get the right results, which is ultimately everybody's trying to drive for the sale and the purchase. Um, And people are probably more anxious now than ever around that. And that's short term, right? And people, everyone wants to go for that sale, which is Facebook deal, purchase funnel, and then there's the transaction. But you have to understand Google is not there for the short term, right? They're there to position you as that leader, thought leader. So it takes time. But once you start building a good campaign or writing good content, um, positioning yourself as that thought leader, going out there, uh, publishing great pieces of information on different sites, going speaking events and whatever it is, like it's hard work. It's a lot of work, right? And nothing comes easy, but once you start putting into time and understanding what it takes, um, it's worth it in the end because you're going to get bombarded with inbound leads of your ideal type of clients, right? Because you've positioned yourself uh, to cater your website to those type of people. Well, thank you. I really appreciate your time, John, for talking about local SEO and the importance and significance of SEO, because I know even for myself, um, I haven't taken the time to necessarily study up on it or understand it. And I think that's useful for other individuals too today to like consider it and take action today. Right. So that really appreciate you taking the time to educate us about SEO and sharing a little bit about your own career and evolution and how things came about. Really appreciate your time as well, Tracy. Thanks a lot for having me. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Driving Outcomes. If you'd like to listen to or download other episodes of Driving Outcomes, go to ewnpodcastnetwork.com. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other major podcast networks. Please also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn as The Mark USA. We hope you'll join us again next week for more conversations with today's leaders who are driving for results and achieving phenomenal business outcomes. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? (laughs) I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. 
You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Calling all speakers. eWomen Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help one million fulfilled women each achieve one million dollars in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.